I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. You can catch these on iTunes, Heidi Harris Show. Subscribe for free. You can also find these on HeidiHarris.com. That's my main website. And you can catch my live radio show weekdays, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. at KMZQ in Las Vegas. Today, I'm going to do a little inside radio, okay? A little inside baseball, as it were. As you know, there's a lot of censorship and shadow banning of conservatives throughout the country, whether it be on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube or this or that. Some conservatives are complaining about this. They consider it a a free speech violation. I don't see it that way. But I was just curious as to what people are saying in the industry. Michael Harrison is the publisher of Talkers Magazine. He talks to everybody, so I wanted to get his opinion. Michael, what are you hearing? I'm hearing exactly that. I'm hearing that conservative hosts are complaining that they are being targeted by these major platforms uh, because of their conservative opinions and their ability to connect with their followers on social media has been severely diminished from uh, slightly to completely. And uh, some of these techniques that the uh, platforms are using are very complex Uh, scientifically, mathematically, they deal with algorithms, they deal with uh, double talk. It's hard to wrap your brain around how this happens and how they do it. So there is an area of confusion, but to, to sum it up, the feeling is that there is a particular targeting of conservatives more so than any other ideological group. Um, and that um, these big platforms, Facebook, Google, Twitter, and on down the line, have it in for conservatives and uh, do what they can to impede their ability to connect with their followers. Yeah. That's what I hear. Uh, and, and, of course, people are not happy about it, although some are, some are relishing the victimhood. And uh, <laughs> oh, that's there, there, true. There, there is that aspect, Heidi. I mean, yes. you understand that. Yes, there is. And we're speaking of Michael Harrison, publisher of Talkers Magazine. You know, I disagree with some of my colleagues in talk radio that they make it sound like they have a right to be on these platforms. You didn't create them. You don't have a right to be on anything. So I disagree with them there. But by the same token, when you have a platform and you encourage people to get on that platform and they take the time, make the effort to do all these things, whether it's videos they upload to YouTube or whatnot, and then they find find out later that no one is seeing them or they can't make money off them, they've, they've basically broken a promise to them. YouTube has broken a promise. They've led you to believe this is going to be the case, and it's not. And I guess that's the part that, that makes me mad. Although it certainly is a promise, and there's a lot to it. Um, you, you touch upon the First Amendment aspect of it when you say that no one has a right to be on a platform. The First Amendment, and people say it's a free speech issue, and in a certain way it is a free speech issue, but it's not a pure First Amendment issue. Pure uh, interpretation of the First Amendment is that the government doesn't have the right to deem your position um, illegal, and thus the government does not have the right to make it illegal for you to have a certain political position or even an artistic expression unless it could be proven that it's specifically harmful, like obscenity or yelling fire in a crowded theater, things of that nature. But just in terms of general political opinion or artistic expression, uh, the government can't stop you. But it doesn't guarantee you to the right to have a private platform if somebody else owns that platform. Free speech, per the First Amendment, guarantees the person who goes to the trouble of building the platform and operating it in the private sector, it's their free speech, not yours. 
Nobody's stopping you from starting your own Google or your own Facebook or your own, you know, Instagram or your own Twitter or your own radio station or your own online station, a podcast, a blog, a book. <laughs> you can still get out there. So uh, it's, it's not a pure First Amendment issue. However, however, we never expected when the Internet first started to um, come into our lives at the turn of the century and over the last 20 years especially grow into what it is now, a whole paradigm shift in how our culture operates, we never expected businesses such as Amazon or a search engine such as Google or a social media platform. Social media sounds almost harmless. Social media, ta-da, like Facebook, um, to become a Twitter a tool used by the President of the United States so effectively he doesn't even need to do press conferences anymore. We never expected them to become so big, so powerful, so engaging, and so influential over our thought process in this country, over our culture. They are almost at the level of being pub public utilities, yes. like the electric company. Some people have and, argued that. You're right. And that's where the First Amendment issue suddenly creeps into the conversation and makes it a bit murky and makes it quite troubling. Yeah, that's true. We're speaking to Michael Harrison, publisher of Talkers Magazine. You know, it's interesting, too. I created a Facebook show page, of course, like a lot of talk show hosts, and I, um, I block people from it all the time. People who are nasty, if you're anti-Semitic, you're racist. Uh, not people who disagree, that's different. But if you're nasty and you're a nasty troll, you're blocked. I don't own the page, but that's technically my page. So if I have the right to do that, then Facebook should have the right to do whatever they want to do. So back to what I was saying about people complaining. But you're right, a lot of people have made this argument about them functioning as a public utility. Do you think this is something that will eventually get litigated in the courts? Yeah, I do. I actually think we're heading toward that. Um, uh, I do believe that our legal system, our law, has to catch up with our technology. This has happened all through history. The, the, the last thing to catch up with the changing paradigms of technological change is the law. And, the, uh, and, and something that seemed to be a uh, uh, relief from regulation suddenly becomes so oppressive it has to be regulated again. <laughs> And, I mean, I never thought I would see the day that me, a champion of free speech, and I am, you know that, my history, I, my, my main political position is the First Amendment, uh, even I think that we have to figure out ways to regulate some of these things uh, because they are so powerful. Yeah. We have to deal with the circumstances at hand. I do believe there will be changes in the law. There will be new types of regulation. But once these things are regulated, there will be new opportunities for alternatives to emerge. There's nothing saying that for the rest of all time, Facebook is going to be the only place that we could have a page or that Twitter is going to be the only way you can reach the masses through, through this thing called social media. But yeah, the law is going to have to follow suit. Has to. Uh, that's the way the world operates, and that's the way it's going to continue to operate. We're speaking with Michael Harrison, publisher of Talkers Magazine. You know, the contract that I signed the first time I started getting paid to do talk radio, so this is nearly 21 years ago, uh, is very different than the contracts you sign nowadays because the technology has, as you know, increased to the point where you no longer have control of a host. A host can leave the station, and it used to be they would disappear, they'd have a non-compete, they could keep you off the air, they could keep you out of the public sphere. Now you can walk out the door, go on your own personal website, which of course I have, go out and do your own podcast. You can't, they can't keep you quiet. And it's a very different world to your point about how technology and the law aren't keeping up with each other. It's fascinating to just see just in my business. 
no question about it. Look, it goes all the way back to in the Wild West, you know, or before cars were invented. Uh, you know, they they had to finally have a sheriff come out and create law and order because everything was, you know, being settled at the, bar- at the barrel of a gun. Or when cars suddenly took to the road, it was dangerous as hell because uh, people were running running over pedestrians. People were driving on all sides of the road. People didn't know what to do when they got to an intersection. Cars were crashing into each other, and they eventually had to, with the development of the automobile, develop motor vehicle bureaus and licenses to drive and and rules of the road and. And they have similar problems now in, in heavily trafficked areas where there's a big maritime recreation community. Uh, people are, dr- are out there drunk on their motorboats, <laughs> crashing into each other oh, yeah. because they don't, have, they don't have the same levels of regulation. So, you know, uh, libertarianism and lack of, you know, small government is a good thing in a theory. But when you start getting um, a lot of people crowding into one space with powerful technology, whether it's analog mechanical technology or cyberspace digital technology, you have to start having some type of mitigating factors that uh, keep people on the right side of the highway. And, uh, and that's what we're looking at now, especially now when we are progressing so quickly into a whole new paradigm. I mean, the world is changing every day, not just every week or month, every day. Don't you find whenever you go shopping, you go to the supermarket, there's some aspect or the bank, there's some aspect of the machinery that you have to use that you go, wait a second, that's not the way it was last week. What right. do I have to learn now <laughs> you know, with your, your credit card chip or whatever it might be? That's true. We're speaking with Michael Harrison, publisher of Talkers Magazine. Last question. Uh, what do you think the impact long term is going to be on talk show hosts? Are we just going to have to be more and more nimble? Because certainly we used to go to work, we'd prep, we'd study, we'd go on the air, we'd do our show. Nowadays, it's video, it's podcasting, it's all kinds of other things, social media. How is that going to affect talk radio going forward, do you think? Well, it certainly brings up the question of what is the fine line between multimedia and the specialness of audio media. Because audio media enters the head through the ear, and all the others enter the head through the eye. And that creates a very different psychological uh, process. I'm not going to get too much into it because it gets very heavy. It could you know, have a, a two-year uh, symposium in media theory talking about it. But um, I do believe that um, nimbleness is going to have to be the, the rule of the day for talk show hosts going forward, not just in being able to traverse all of these different terrains, uh, ear media, eye media, video, audio, uh, uh, print, graphics, and, and the convergence of all of these things, which is definitely part of the new world we live in, but um, also staying on top of the details. Uh, you, you can't, the, you know the old expression, you can't you know, mail it in, meaning not prep and just wing it on your personality. You'd have to have a hell of a great personality to pull that off all the time. You've got to do a lot of preparation. You've got to know what's going on. You've got to be aware that your listeners are tuned in and, and aware of what's going on, that they have access to all the blogs and all the websites and all the sources and platforms that you do, and that uh, it's extremely challenging. So on one level, it's democratized, where anybody can get into the media, but on the other level, it's a crowded, noisy world, and getting anybody's attention, you really have to to earn it and work very, very hard. No question. Michael Harrison, publisher of Talkers Magazine, thank you so much as always. I appreciate your insight. Thank you, Heidi.
And if you're interested in some of the inside crazy stuff that goes on in talk radio, you can check out talkers.com. That's talkers.com. Don't forget, you can check out my live radio show weekday morning, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. And you can check out HeidiHarris.com. That's my main site. I've got uh, social media up there, blog posts, podcasts, all that stuff. And you can listen live to my show there. There's a link right there at HeidiHarris.com. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.